Well, thank you all for coming out here this evening. And of course, as you know, tonight is a prayer night. I want to thank all those that are watching by live stream as well. And, uh, you know, we all come to pray. This is what we do. And we pray because we know it's a requirement that God makes of us. And, you know, everyone has a different prayer life. I mean, we all have different prayer habits. But we pray nonetheless. And we know that as we continue to pray, we know that God is so faithful that he hears our prayers. And we just have to believe that he does. And I know there are times when we can pray and we become frustrated, aggravated, impatient. But while we go through all those changes, God is still faithful. And so we always need to remind ourselves of that. So let us not be discouraged in praying. But let us continue to do what God calls us to do. Because good things always happen when we pray. And uh, this morning, I mean, tonight, you can tell it's a long day for me. I'm, I'm, think, I'm still thinking it's morning. But tonight, I want to just spend a few minutes just talking to you about prayer. And then we're just going to get right into prayer tonight. But I, I want to focus on, on something specific. Um, I want to look at Jacob's prayer. Um, Jacob had an interesting prayer. And there's some things that we can probably glean from. And learn from from just reading about his prayer. And the story goes where um, Jacob was at the time living with his uncle Laban. Now he's been there for several years. And during that time he's married. He had children. He's, he uh, has livestock. He's, he's got men servants and women servants. And he became a very prosperous man. But then there was a time when he had to leave. And the scripture says in Genesis chapter 31 and verse 3, where God appeared to him and tells him, return to the land of your fathers and to your family, and I will be with you. And so that's when he knew it was time for him to leave. And upon those promises, he begins to move on. And as he moves on, he sets camp on his way back to his father's land. And he finds out that his brother Esau was not too far off. Now, let me give you a little background. The reason why Jacob was in, with in his uncle's house, Laban, was because he was running away from Esau. You see, he stole Esau's blessing, the blessing that was rightfully belonged to him because Esau being the oldest of the family, he should have had the, the, the blessing from his father Isaac. But their mother decided that Jacob should have gotten the blessing. And so they deceived the father into giving the blessing to Jacob. And the Bible says that Esau was so angry when he found out that he lost his blessing. That he said after his father dies and after he finished mourning over his father, he was going to go find him and kill him. And it was because of that that Jacob left his father's land and spent time with his uncle Laban. But now it's time for him to leave. And then he finds out that Esau was not too far off. So what did he do? He became very afraid. Because he knew that his brother was still angry with him. And his brother was bitter and wanted to kill him. And so he goes to the father. He does what anybody will do in a situation like this. When you're afraid, what do you do? You pray. And so in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 9, this is his prayer. 
Then Jacob prayed and he said, Oh God of my grandfather Abraham and God of my father Isaac, Oh Lord, you told me, return to your own land and to your relatives and you promised me, I will treat you kindly. Then, if you skip down to verse 11, as he continues to pray, he says, Oh Lord, please rescue me. That's Genesis 32, verse 11 and verses 12. He says, Oh Lord, please rescue me from the land, from the hand of my brother Esau. I am afraid. How many of you have ever been afraid before and prayed? Well, he was afraid. And he prayed. He said that he's coming to attack me along with my wives and children. So he was not only afraid for himself, for his own life, but he was also afraid for his family's life as well. So this is a very critical situation. And so in verse 12, he says this, But you promised me, I will surely treat you kindly, and I will multiply your descendants until they become as numerous as the sands along the seashore, too many to count. So what's interesting in this prayer was this. In a very critical time, in a very critical moment of his life, he went to God in prayer, but he came to God with promises. Reminding God of his promises. Lord, this is what you promised me. Lord, this is what you told me you would do. And it's so interesting that you can bring, go to God in prayer and bring the promises to him, reminding him of that. And it's, and it's something that God wants us to, to do. He wants us to remind us of his promises. Just this week, I was praying and reminding God, Lord, you promised in your word that you're going to do this. Lord, you promised in your word that you're going to do that. Jacob went before God and said, Lord, you promised me that you're going to take care of me. You promised me that you're going to protect me. You promised me that you're going to multiply my descendants. In order for that to happen, I have to be alive. So, Lord, I know you're going to protect me because you promised me. And, of course, his prayer was for deliverance from his brother who was bitter and angry and was out to get him. Now, when you're praying, and and as I was studying this, I, I realized something. We're talking about Esau who, who was angry, who was bitter, who, who was bent on finding his brother and killing him. His heart was filled with vengeance. How do you pray for somebody like that? How can you change a person's heart who's bitter, who's bent on wanting to find you and kill you? How can you change a person from hating you and wanting to do harm for you? And, and you know, and, and you wonder, when we pray, you know, we're dealing with, with the person's uh, heart. We're dealing with the person's mind and thinking. We're, we're dealing with his intentions and his motives. But I ran across this verse, and, and I remember hearing my wife quote this verse during the week as she was praying. And it's in Proverbs 21 and verse 1. And it says this, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. Then I found Ezra chapter 6 and verse 22. And it says this. And they kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy. 
For the Lord made them joyful. And watch this. And turned the heart of the king of Assyria toward them to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. So God has the ability to not only turn a person, but turn any circumstances around to our favor. And I've shared this before, and you probably heard this before as well when I've shared this, but I believe that God can turn a person's heart, no matter how bitter, how angry, or how, or how much of a heathen, or how much of an unbeliever he may be. God is able to turn a person's heart. And I know that for a fact because I've experienced it, I've witnessed it, I've witnessed the power of God turning someone's heart. Because I remember a person who, um, who was bitter towards me. A person who hated me. A person who did everything they could to hurt me. To ruin my reputation. And this went on for years. And I, it started affecting me. But here's the thing. The Lord told me to pray for this person. And as difficult as that was, I began praying for that person. Reluctantly at first. But then I, said, I continued to pray for this person. As aggravated and as frustrated and as angry as I was, I still continued to pray for this person. Years went by until one day. And, and keep in mind that as I was praying for that person, that person still continued doing what this person was doing. Still bitter, still angry, still bent on hurting me and, and ruining my reputation. But I continued to pray. I was frustrated, but I prayed. I was angry, but I prayed. I was aggravated, but I prayed. I was impatient, but I prayed. And then one day I get a call from this very same person who hated me, who was bitter towards me, who was bent on hurting me, and apologized and confessed everything that that person did in detail. Apologizing and asking for forgiveness. And from this point on, this person and I have a great relationship. This person and I is almost like family now. And you wonder, how can God turn a person's heart as bitter as they may be? But God can. And we're going to see in a little bit how God is able to turn things around. And I, I love when God can turn things around. And how many of you know and how many of you out there watching by live stream... You have a situation in your life and, or, or certain individuals in your life and you want to change things around. You want God to turn things around. Well, let me just tell you, let me encourage you. God will do that because God has the ability to do that. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but God has the ability to step in and turn a person's life around. Turning their hearts, no matter how bitter or how far off they are. God is able to turn that person around. And, and I'm just so excited about that, that God is able to do that. But then Jacob continues praying. He doesn't stop there. He brings the promises of God before him. Reminding God, Lord, you promised me to do this. You promised that you're going to do this for me. And Lord, I'm afraid. I'm afraid for my life. I'm afraid for my family's life. Esau's around. He's angry. Lord, I pray. And then he begins an all-night prayer. In Genesis chapter 32, he begins to wrestle with God. The Bible says he was wrestling with a man, but we find out later he was actually wrestling with God. And there are times when we can come and pray 
And we may say, well, you know, I pray for an hour, we're good. But you know, there are times when it's called for a time that we pray all night. There are times when the situation in your life may be so critical that you've got to pray all night. That you're willing to stay up all night and pray and wrestle with God. And what I love about this here, it says that in verse 26, it says that the, the man, which is God, he said to the man, let me, go, let me go. The man said, let me go. For the dawn is breaking. But Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. When we pray, the best thing to do to be effective in your prayer life is don't let go of your prayer requests. Don't let go of your prayer requests. Continue praying. Be persistent. Be constant. If it takes all night, then so let it take all night to pray. Because you, we are praying to God. We're trying to get His attention. We want God to move. And I'm not saying that you have to pray all night in order to get an answer. But sometimes there are times when you need to pray all night. You know, we're, we're living a very difficult time right now. You know, with, with, the, with the social unrest and, and the racial uh, injustice and the political upheaval and the pandemic and all this stuff that's going on. That's affecting every one of us. These are situations that call for all night prayer. These are times when we need to go before God and don't let go of what we're asking God to do until God finally comes through. Jacob didn't want to let go until he received the blessing. And it took all night, but he finally got the blessing from God. But this is what I want you to see. You know, it reminds me of a parable when Jesus was teaching in, in the book of Luke chapter 18. We, if you remember, when he talked about the, the parable of the unjust judge and the widow woman, the persistent widow woman, and how she came to be avenged before the judge, but the judge kept saying, no, I don't want to have time to get out, get out of my face. And, but she would come back again, and the judge would refuse her, and she would keep coming back again. And, you know, what would you do if somebody kept knocking at your door? Ask you for something. And you kept saying, no, 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 just, no, 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 please just, you know, don't go, just leave me alone. And, but they don't stop. They just keep coming. What do you do? Well, the unjust judge said, well, you know what? I don't like her. I don't have any compassion for her. I have no respect for her. But you know what? Because of her persistence, I'm going to give her what she wants. And this is what God said. That's what Jesus says. He says, so don't you think that God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? So I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? So persistency is something important in your prayer life. Be persistent. Be dogmatic. Make your stand. Don't let go. Don't get discouraged because God is not answering in the timely fashion that you think he should be answering your prayers. Just don't let go. Just keep praying. Keep doing what, you, what, what God's called us to do. Continue to pray. Bring the promises of God before him. Remind him what God promised. And we will be able to experience God. So the story goes like this. And understand this. 
God never gets tired of your persistence. He actually welcomes them. Because God always wants us to be in his face. God always wants us to be constantly praying before him. Because it's communicating with our father. And so, after finally praying, after spending all night wrestling with God, and finally getting the blessing, the Bible says in uh, Genesis chapter 33 and verse 1, it says, Then Jacob looked up and he saw Esau coming with 400 men. And so he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and his two servant wives. Now he did that to protect them. Because he sees his brother and 400 men. What was his impression when he saw that? He says, okay, this is it. He's coming after me now. And he's got 400 guys coming after me. But keep in mind, he had prayed. He brought the promises of God before him, reminding God's promise to him. And then he wrestled with God all night and not let go until he received the blessing. Look at verse 3 and 4. Verse 3, it says, Then Jacob went on ahead. As he approached his brother and he bowed to the ground seven times before him. But this is what I want you to see in verse 4. Then Esau ran to him to meet him and embraced him, threw his arms around his neck and kissed him, and they both wept. God was able to turn Esau's heart that was filled with rage, anger, bitterness, and vengeance and turn it into a heart of compassion and forgiveness. God is able to turn anyone's heart, no matter how hard that heart is. God knows how to penetrate that heart. But it's through prayer, persistent prayer. It's through all-night prayer. It's bringing the promises of God before God in prayer that have done this. And I think that when we continue doing that in our own lives, in our prayer lives, in making it a prayer habit of, of spending time. You know, we, we read about these great men of God who spent hours praying, and when they finished praying, something always happened, something marvelous, something wonderful. They, they were able to experience God. And I wonder, if we ask ourselves, have we ever got to that point where we experience God when we pray? Have you ever experienced, have you had an encounter with God in your prayer life? You get men who get up early in the morning, four in the morning, and pray for two hours. Or, or sometimes they'll pray even longer. You had men of God who, who will just stop at a, at a dime and just to pray. Because prayer was a priority to them. Prayer was something they put first place. Prayer was something they took seriously because they knew they were praying to a mighty God who was willing to hear their requests and believe that God would answer their, their prayers. But I love how God was able to radically change Esau. I mean, he was a complete changed person. And, you know, and I'm sure that all of you have experienced some, some you know, certain individuals in your lives, maybe family members uh, who was, had a hard heart, who was angry or whatever, but then when they had an encounter with God, because and, and with much prayer, they became a changed person. How many of you have ever experienced that, where you prayed for someone and their hearts have changed and they became a different person? That's what God's able to do. But he does it because of our prayer. He does it because of our persistence. He does it because we're willing to pray as long as it takes. 
until we see the manifestation of, of the prayers answered. And you know, when you pray with that attitude, you always pray with that expectation because you know it's coming. You know the answer is coming. That's why you, you, you remain persistent. That's why you continue to stand and having done all the stand. No matter what the circumstances around you tells you, no matter what you see or what you, look, uh, or what you hear, our prayer, our source, our rescuer, our provider, our healer is God. And so I, I, I want to just, just encourage you tonight to make prayer your priority. Let, make, let it be a first thing. That you do. Let it be the last thing that you do. And be persistent in whatever it is that you're asking God for. Don't be discouraged. Don't, don't be discouraged because God hasn't answered those prayers. Continue to stand. Be determined. Don't let go of your request. And watch God do something great. Expect an encounter with God when you pray. When you get up in the morning or, or, or pray at night or whatever time do you choose to pray. When you pray, before you do that, expect an encounter with God. I heard someone say, I was praying one day and I, uh, how, how did he say it? I forget how he said it. Oh yeah, he says, I was praying one night and something startling happened. When was the last time that something startling happened when you prayed? You see, that's what I want my prayer life to be. I want something startling to happen. I want to have an encounter with God. I, I, want, I want to experience God when I pray. But the real purpose for praying is found in 1 Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, where Paul writes to Timothy and instructs him on, on prayer. And in verse 1 he says this. Therefore I exert, I exhort first of all. That supplication, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings. And for all who are in authority. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. In all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our God. Our Savior. Who desires all men. To be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So the real true purpose of prayer is for all people. That's the only main purpose. I mean, we can pray for everything and anything. But the real main purpose is to pray for people. Because God desires that all men, all persons, be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And so that should always be our primary object of prayer. Is people. And so, and tonight, that's what we're going to do. We're going to be praying for people. And um, I know that we've been praying for some of uh, our church families who have been affected by the, the coronavirus. Um, I love to say, I, I like to say, say to you and share with you tonight is that many of them are on the men and, and are recovering. Uh, Pastor Ray and his wife Angela are doing well and recovering. Uh, the Blasty family are also doing well and they're recovering. Uh, other family members of this church also are recovering nicely. We're still praying for Denny. 
And, um, you know, and, you know, we've got some good news, you know, uh, the levels and everything else, oxygen level is, is, is level and, and right where it needs to be, you know, but there's still more challenges that he's facing, but we continue to pray. We're going to continue and be persistent. We're not going to go by what we see or what we hear. We're going to continue to stand on the promises of God. We're going to stand and remind God every day, Lord, this is what you promised. You promised healing. And so, therefore, we're going to claim healing for my brother until the manifestation of his health is, 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 is manifested. So, I mean, that's where we're at. And so, uh, so I thank the Lord. But I know that some of you may have still have family members that are still being affected or, or in a recovering from a virus. Um, so we're going to pray for them. We're also going to pray for, uh, for the, of course, as you know, today was the inauguration. So today starts a new administration. We have a new president and a new vice president. And uh, we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray that they bring unity to the nation. We're going to pray that they bring healing to the nation. We're going to pray that they bring peace to our nation. And that they'll preserve freedom in our nation. <coughs> Excuse me. As I read to you in Proverbs 21 and verse 1, it said the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. You can say that the president's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. And we're going to pray that the heart of the president and vice president is in God's hands. And God's going to turn it to our favor and to his favor. We're going to pray that God will turn the hearts of our presidents and vice president to walk in humility before God. We're going to pray that our president and vice president will have a godly character. We're going to pray to our president, for our president and vice president, to make their appeal to God for solutions for our nations. I want them to go to God for answers. I want them to go to God for wisdom. I want to pray that that God will, will uh, that um, ask God for unity among believers, that we pray to the nation and our leaders. And I understand that some some people may have not elected uh, our, this new president. But let me ask you. Let, let, let me. Uh, how can I say this? I'm not going to beg you, but I'm going to ask you, um, encourage you, that regardless of who's in office. Let's all join together and obey God's word and pray for them. Pray for our leaders. Because they are now head of the state. They are now leaders. They are the commander in chief now. And, uh, that's, and that's what democracy is all about. That's what our constitution uh, entails. You know, thank God for a constitution. Thank God for our democratic country. Thank God for democracy, because without it, we'd have a dictator and we'd have no say in it. But we have a president now and we're going to pray for him. We're going to pray for his family. We're going to pray for his help. And we're going to certainly pray for wisdom and all the leaders, the newly appointed leaders in the cabinet and other uh, positions in our government. We're going to pray for them as well. Uh, uh, so I, I guess that's that's it. So let's go and pray right now. Join me. As we start, first, let's pray for uh, those uh, people that you may know uh, that, um, that has vi- the virus. 
Um, and let's pray for their healing. Let's remind God of his promises where he says that by the stripes of Jesus we were healed. And how he also promised that no plague will come nigh our dwelling. All right. And he, the Bible says that we are the healed of God. So those are his promises. So let's remind God tonight that he promised healing. So whoever it, it may be, whether it's a friend, a family member, or a relative, let's pray for them right now. Father God, we remind you, Lord God, of your promises when it comes to healing. And we thank you, Lord God, that through Jesus and by the precious blood that was, that was shed for us, Lord God brought healing to our bodies. Father, we thank you that salvation is an all-inclusive thing. It, it, it means peace. It means healing. It means strength. It means deliverance. And Lord God, I thank you that the salvation of, of our lives, of, of, of our souls, Lord God, also includes healing in our bodies. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, for healing us. Uh, those who have been affected by this virus, Lord, we pray right now that they are on the mend, they are on the road to recovery. Father, as you bring strength to their bodies. Father, as you raise them up from the bed of affliction. Father, God, that you speak life into their bodies in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you curse that virus in the name of Jesus from their body. And remove it from their body in Jesus' name. And Father, give new life. Clear up their lungs. Strengthen their bodies, Lord. Lower their fever. Let their oxygen level be normal, Lord God. Hallelujah. Let blood pressure be normal in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you that the very same spirit that is in them will also raise up and quicken their mortal bodies. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing health and healing to those, to our loved ones. And Father, those who have not been affected, we thank you that you cover us with your blood. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you put a hedge of protection around us, around our families, around our children, Lord God, that no plague will come nigh their dwelling. And Father, we thank you that we stand under the umbrella of your protection. We stand under the umbrella of your blessing. We stand, Father God, under the umbrella of your covenant, Father God, that you've given to us and made with us by the blood of Jesus. And Father, we thank you as we plead the blood of Jesus over the lives of those, Father God, who have been affected, but also those who have not been affected. We thank you for covering us. And Father, we thank you that we are the healed of God, that we walk in divine health. Father, we thank you that we have life. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that those who have been affected with the virus will live and not die. Hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Father God, for your desire to see us whole, see us healthy, Lord God. We thank you, Father, that it is your desire, hallelujah. We thank you, Father, that it is what you want and what is your will, Father. And we thank you for it. And we give you glory and honor and praise, Father God, because you're such a good God. You're such a faithful God, hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father, that many of them are being raised up right now. Father, many of them are feeling much better now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, that their fever is broken, oh God, Lord. Father, thank you that they're starting to breathe and the lungs are cleared up already, Lord God. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, that those symptoms will begin to leave. Hallelujah. That will begin to dissipate, Lord God, and disappear in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father, that you heal our land, heal our nation from this virus. Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus. 
that you find ways, Lord God, to, to, uh, to bring a, whatever means, Lord God, to keep us from receiving that and, and, and being afflicted by this nasty virus, Father God. And we just thank you, Father, for your goodness and mercy. We thank you, Father God, because of the fact that you love us and care about us and, and are concerned about the things that concern us, Lord God. We just thank you. We thank you, Father God, for being with us. We thank you, Lord God, for walking with us. We thank you, Father God, that you helped us get through this 2020, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for getting us through that. And Lord, now we thank you, Father God, as we enter into the new year. The Father God, that you have great things in store for us. That you have great things in store for the church. You got great things in store, Father God, for the people of God. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord God, as you prepare us for what it, what's in store for us, as you prepare us for what's ahead, oh God. And we ask for your, for your wisdom and your direction, Father God. Hallelujah. Father God, that we'll be patient and wait upon you, Lord God, until you say it's time to go, until you say it's time to move. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for preparing us for what 2021 has for us. We thank you in the name of Jesus, Father, that you give us wisdom. Hallelujah. That you give us clear direction, oh God. Hallelujah. We know, Father God, that you see all things. And you know all things, Father. But Lord, we thank you because we trust in you. And we keep our eyes on you, Lord God. We not turn to the left nor to the right. But Lord, we center our eyes on the Lord Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you for taking us to 2021. And Lord, that this year will be a year of victory. This, this year will be a, a, a year of prosperity. That this year will be a year of healing. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that this year will be a year of spiritual growth. Father, this will be a year of revival. Oh, Father God. Hallelujah. We come expecting, Lord God, something great, something wonderful, Lord God. We want to have an encounter with you, Lord God, this year. More of an encounter than ever before. Lord, that you begin to show yourself strong and mighty on our behalf. Father, you begin to reveal more of yourself, more of your love and your power and your glory, Father God, in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Father, we lift up President, uh, our newly elected president and vice president, Lord God. And Father, we pray first and foremost for their health and life. We pray for their families, Lord God. We pray for their well-being. We pray, Father, you protect them, Father God. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you put a covering around them, Father God. And as you lead and guide them, Father, we pray, Lord God, that you give them wisdom. Wisdom, Father, to lead this nation, a divided nation, a nation, Lord God, that has been racked with violence, or a, a nation racked with di a division, a, a nation, Father, that has been racked with, with social injustice, Lord God. Father, we pray, Lord God, that they'll be able to give you give them wisdom to be able to bring this nation back to where it needs to be. Father, that they'll be able to bring peace and unity, Lord God, into our nation. Father, you give them direction, Lord God, and surround them with godly people that will help lead them, Lord God, to make those decisions. Father God, we pray that, that they'll come to you, Lord God, and, and seek your face, Father God, for wisdom on how to run this nation, Father God. We pray for all the leaders that have been newly appointed in our cabinets, uh, Lord God, in, in all the government places, Father God. We pray for them as well. 
We pray, Father God, that there'll be uh, men and women, Father God, who will be serious in leading this country in the right direction, Father God. We pray, Father God, that there'll be no room for selfishness. There'll be no room for um, self-appoint uh, uh, agendas, Lord God, personal agendas, Lord God. That there's no room for power, grabbing power in, 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 in positions, Father God. Lord, but let them work together to bring healing to this nation. Let them work together, Lord God, to, to bring this country, Lord God, to where you want it to be. And Father, we continue to lift our president to you, Lord God, as you keep him healthy and strong. And Lord, you protect him, Father God, from, from any attacks, Lord God. Father God, it is a very difficult time to lead this nation in this country. And Lord, we know that he's just a man. But Father, we pray that you begin to lead and direct him, Lord God, and order his steps. We pray that he'll come to know you in a personal way. Father God, so that he may be able to lead this country in your wisdom, Lord God. Hallelujah. That he'll be able to know your will, Father God, and how to bring this country to where it needs to be. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, as you heal this broken country, Lord God, as, as you bring unity and peace. And, and, Lord, and, 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 and Lord God, wherever there's division, Father God, we know that there's every evil work. But we bind that evil in the name of Jesus that's causing division in our country. And Father God, we pray that you raise up men and women, Lord God, that will see to it, Lord God, that everything that they do will, it will be for the purpose of bringing unity and peace among the people and among the, government, the people in, in the government, Father God, and, and all the other leaders, Lord God, that are leading this country. Father, we pray for their families, Lord God, for their healing and health. We, we, we pray, Father God, for their well-being. We, we pray, Father God, that as difficult as leading this country is, Father God, we pray that you give them the fortitude and the strength, Father God, to be able to make difficult decisions, to be able to withstand whatever criticism may come their way, whatever uh, media attention, Lord God, they get, Father God. Father, we pray that you protect them, Lord, and, and lead them and guide them in the right place. And Lord, again, we thank you, Father God, as we, as God's people, Lord God, also come together in unity, Father God, in spite of who's in office. But Father, we can come together to pray, having the same common effort, same, same common goal, Father God. And that is to lift up our leaders uh, to you, Lord God, so that they, can t they may come to know you more personally. That we continue to pray for their salvation, pray for their family's salvation, Father God. And Father, continue to pray for them to do an admirable job, Lord God, in leading this country, Lord. And Father, they'll come to seek you and know you and, 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 and be guided by you, Father God. Father, we pray for the church, Lord God, to be instrumental, Lord, in 2021. Father God, that we'll rise up and, and, and let our voices be heard. Father God, that this country will know, Father God, that we stand for something. Something that's greater and bigger than ourselves. And Father, we pray, Lord God, that we'll not sit back and be quiet no longer. But Lord, we'll make our voices heard. We'll make our voices known, Father God. So that we can give you all the glory. Hallelujah. Father, we pray. Hear our prayers, Lord God. As Elijah would pray, hear, O oh Lord. Hear us. So that the people will know that you are truly God. 
And that's what this country needs, Father God. They need to know that you are truly God. So, Father, we pray that you manifest your power, manifest your presence, manifest your love, manifest your glory, Father God, in this place, in this country. And let the people of this country know that you are truly God and there's none like you. Hallelujah. Lord, that you may show yourself strong and mighty. Father, you'll begin to reveal yourself in such a mighty and powerful way. Father God, that the world will see, Lord God, that you exist and that you're real. Make yourself real, Father God, to the people of this country. And Lord, let us raise up as believers, Father God. And take the banner, Father God, and, and begin to preach the gospel like you've commissioned us to do. Let there be a boldness in us, Father God, to do so. And give us wisdom to be able to present the gospel in such a way, Lord God, that is not uh, threatening. But Lord, but let it be with love. Father, we pray. We pray, Father God, for our leaders in all levels. Local, statewide, as well as a national level. Every leader, Father God, appointed with this responsibility to lead their cities, their towns, their states, or their country, Lord God. Give them the wisdom, Father, to lead the country in the right direction. To lead their areas in the right direction. To lead the people in the right direction. Father, we pray. As you hear our prayers, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that you not only hear our prayers, but, Lord, that you received our prayers. And, Lord, that you are working already for an answer. We thank you, Lord God, that our nation will be healed. We thank you, Lord God, that there will be peace and unity in this country. We thank you, Lord God, that our government will be stable. That there will breed stability, Lord God, and provide strong leadership competent leadership but more importantly godly leadership so father we pray this we pray this father in the name of jesus hallelujah hallelujah we want to see your perfect will be done lord god in this country we want to see your will be done in our government we want to see your will done lord god in our leaders hallelujah and so father we pray for that we pray for your perfect will to be done. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord God, for preserving the freedom in our country. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, there'll be a newfound respect for our Constitution. Hallelujah. We pray, Father God, for our leaders to align themselves and their hearts to the things, Lord God, that you believe. To align their hearts and their ways and their and in whatever they set out to do, Father God, may it be aligned with your word. May it be aligned, Lord God, with your will. Hallelujah. Whatever they do, Father God, that it may bring glory to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be the name of God. 
Praise be the name of our Redeemer. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. You are great. You are mighty. Hallelujah. You are magnificent, O God. Hallelujah. Praise be the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, we extol you, Lord God. We praise you. We worship you, Lord God. We honor you, O God. Hallelujah. You're such a wonderful and mighty God, a loving God, a kind God. Hallelujah. Thank you for being such a forgiving God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We praise your mighty name. We bless your name forever, O God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's just take the time to praise him. Hallelujah. Let's take a moment of praising him and worshiping him and acknowledging him as God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we just love you, Lord. Praise be the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We bring all adoration unto you, O God. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We praise your mighty name. Hallelujah. The name that is above every name. Glory be to God. We thank you, Lord. We honor you, Father. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name forevermore. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed is the name of our God. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. There's nothing too difficult for you, O God. Hallelujah. There's nothing too difficult for you. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. You are such a miracle worker, oh God. Hallelujah. You're such a way maker. Blessed be your name. Oh, glory be to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise be the name of Jesus. Praise be his mighty name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. As the Simon, let's just take some time to pray whatever it is that you need to pray about. Uh, this will be between you and God. And this is a time for you to be able to bring the promises of God before him. And begin to be persistent in your prayer, whatever it may be. So I want to give you that time to do that. At this time, we're going to worship the Lord with his tithes and offerings. Um, of course, we have our envelopes out in the back. If you haven't done so already, you know, simply go by there, fill it out, and place it in the basket behind you uh, in the back of the church. Also, you can also pay by tie, I mean by text, 
Or you can simply go online, faithcenter.com. You can pay there as well. Or you can simply send it to Faith Christian Center at 95 Sagamore Road. That's at Seacock, Massachusetts, 02771 area code. Um, but always be faithful in your giving. So uh, let's just take the time to pray for this offering and for the tithes. Father God, we thank you that we have the privilege of bringing in the tithes and offerings into your storehouse. What a, what a privilege it is, Lord God, to bring, to give back, Lord God, what you've provided for us. And Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that we can not only do that, Lord God, but also uh, be able to build the kingdom, Father God, with the tithes and offerings. And Father, we thank you for your promise. And when your word says, given, it shall be given unto us, pressed down, shade together, run over, in good measure shall you cause men to give unto our bosom. We thank you, Father God. That you always there, Lord God, to be our provider, no matter what. And so, Father, as we continue to faithfully bring in the tithes and the offerings, we thank you for blessing us as well. And for this, we thank you. In your precious son's name we pray. Amen and amen. Um, most of you I know here, uh, but I just want to be able to give, uh, especially those that are watching my live stream, if, you, if you're watching for the first time and you've never...